Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Welcome to episode 94 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the show. This week I have someone who I'm really excited to introduce you to. This is someone who I have been watching from afar, not in a creepy way, but like I really admire her business and wanted to buy her product and be in her atmosphere, but I wasn't quite ready for it. My business wasn't quite at a place until last year. And I was so excited that I could use, you know, her teachings that my business was at a place where I could actually hire her and benefit from that. So I'm in the mastermind this year with Stacey Tushel. I had her program before that, Well-Oiled Operations. She really helps business owners who are growing a team, hiring at a place where you need to get some systems in place to really help your business run like a well-oiled machine. So she's very, very good at what she does. She actually has two businesses. One is a ballet music dance studio, and the other is her online, you know, what I've participated in, the online education. Both are seven-figure very successful. So she has experience with both like a brick and mortar store and online. And then she tutors and mentors many, many successful business owners. So she's the real deal. She has a book that just came out uh, that's that we talk about a little bit. I just purchased and it's awesome. So you can go check out her new book. So she's from Wisconsin, which is fun for me since I grew up in Minnesota. It feels like she's my neighbor. And yeah, she's just a very down-to-earth, hardworking, smart person that I'm thrilled to have on the podcast. Before I introduce you to Stacy, I want to invite you to leave a review for the podcast. I don't do ads on my show. I try to just jump in and give you the meat of what will really help you in your business. And so if you are finding the podcast beneficial, the best thing you can do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps me to get good guests on the show. It helps other people to find the podcast and it just helps the longevity of the podcast. So that is my ask of you is to go and leave a review. And now let me introduce you to Stacy Tushel. Stacey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I don't normally get nervous, but I'm like fangirling a bit. You're my mentor. I'm in your mastermind. I really admire you. So to have you here is really an honor. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to chat. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. So, okay. I've got some questions for you and I'm glad you said you're an open book because I love to ask all the things. So, okay. At some point you had mentioned that you years ago hired someone I remember you saying it was a lot of money and I remember that because mm. you were like, but it's been so worth it. So a couple of questions. How did you find this person? How did you know you could trust to invest your money mm. in this person? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. So this was back in 2005 and I actually got a postcard in the mail from a complete stranger, <laughs> right? Like I didn't know this person. I had, there was no credibility here. It was just, you know, this was pre-Facebook. So it was truly a Facebook ad today, but in my mailbox. And I just remember, you know, saying things like, 
you know, are you working all the time, but probably not making that much money? Or are you stressed out from business? All the things that I 100% was experiencing. And it was just hitting the right pain points and promising the right things. And for me, I think I definitely am one of those people that can be a little skeptical of, I don't know about this, but it was worth me checking into, right? Mm -hmm. He had a great funnel set up. Once I started to kind of go down that rabbit hole, there were testimonials and I was watching other people make a lot of money and, and actually run this business and not be so crazy stressed. And I remember at the time going to my mom and saying, is this crazy? His conference is $1,000. I would have to fly to New York City. I live in Wisconsin. Um, should I do this? Is this dumb? He had an irresistible money back guarantee. It was, mm -hmm. if you do not like this event after day one, come to like the table and tell my team and we will refund you in full your ticket and pay for your flight that you paid for back home. Like, we'll just reimburse you. You can decide then if it's worth it or not. So to me, I kept thinking, well, if it's really horrible, I'm just going to cancel on day one, right? Yeah. But he knew what he was doing. Day one was so good. I couldn't even fathom not coming back to day two. And I think little by little, he earned my trust. It was like he had enough credibility for me to just take that postcard and go to the website. And then the website had enough testimonials to get me to go, hmm, I think I need to go to this conference, right? And it was just like every next step really gave me more confidence that I think this could work. Interesting. So what is his name? Is he still out and about? Yeah, stuff? Um, I assume he's still doing stuff. I mean, this was so long ago. His name is Sam Beckford. He specializes in actual dance and music schools. So ah. it was very specific to what I was doing. And I learned from him for, I think the first, I think I went eight or nine years in a row to that same conference. And I was part of like his mastermind and his group coaching. So after the conference was done, which first it was already a thousand plus the airfare and all the other things. And I wasn't really doing well financially. So it was a big deal to pay for that. And then when we were there, this was again, you know, 15 plus years ago, he was like, I have this mastermind group coaching program and it's 189 per month. And I remember thinking, where am I going to find $189? Like, like that was how, where I really was. Yeah. And I didn't care. Like, it was just like, I'll figure it out later. This is too good. This can make me way more than 189. And I just, I kept trusting and not just trusting him, but trusting me that I mm -hmm. was going to be capable of getting this information, implementing it seeing results. So what's funny is within like a year, I was paying that guy a thousand bucks a month because I'm like, oh no, if this is what I'm learning in this level, take me to the top. Like I want to go up there. And I just kept rinsing and repeating and con consuming his stuff and implementing. And I mean, it took me to seven figures. So it was well worth the investment. That is so exciting. Okay. And then I have to fast forward. My listeners know I'm a Russell Brunson fan. Russell Brunson mm -hmm. has no idea who I am yet. But you're in his, I, I want to say inner circle mastermind. I don't know. How did you get there? So what's funny with Russell is I had, a, I, I'm, you'll see a common theme of when somebody tells me to do something, I do it. So my first mentor in the online space, um, he said, you know what? You got to get this software. It's called ClickFunnels. Go sign up. And when you sign up, I'm going to share my funnels with you. And then we're going to build yours and it'll, it'll just be much easier. So I was like, okay. So I bought ClickFunnels and I've been using it since 2015. And then, but really never buying Russell's stuff. Like I mm -hmm. was just 
in the ClickFunnels world. And then in 2020, January of 2020, my husband actually had just retired from the police academy or the, not the police academy, the police force. He was on the SWAT team there. And I thought, okay, if he's going to come into this business, I want him to understand what this world is because this, this online world is a whole different ballgame than the mm-hmm. damn world. So I was like, who can I go to their conference and have my husband drink the Kool-Aid, right? And I didn't really want him learning from, I didn't want him going and watching a woman on stage. Like that is not, like I wanted him to see like a guy doing this and just really doing it well. So I took Kent, my husband, to like Funnel Hacking Live, January of 2020. And he literally said to me, this is what you're doing? Like, like he didn't even, I was already (laughs) doing it for five years. And until he saw what, people on stage and different ways people were doing it. I don't think he fully grasped like what I had taken on and what I had started doing. Right. So that was a big game changer. But what's funny is I brought Kent there for, for Kent, but I ended up leaving buying one of his programs. Like it was like, I had finally drank the Kool-Aid. I was more <laughs> than just a ClickFunnels user. Now I was like, okay, I'm interested in what Russell has to say. So from there, I, he didn't even have a mastermind at that time. Oh, I really? bought his coaching program. He took a little break um, while his kids were in high school doing some wrestling stuff. So I just bought a group coaching program. And then from there, he opened up Inner Circle and then I joined that group. But it's just funny how, you know, I didn't even do this for me. I was like, oh, I'm fine. I know ClickFunnels, right? But sometimes when you can just like go to the next level with that mentor, things can massively unlock. And has that brought you to the next level? Absolutely. I think, I think I always say to my husband when I'm talking about these crazy investments, I've never not gotten my money back and mm-hmm. anything I've ever bought. Anything and, ever? I mean, come on, there's gotta be a bad purchase. In coaching programs, like that kind of stuff, never. Okay. Okay. And here's why. So yes, I've made bad investments on certain mm-hmm. things. But if I bought a program, always haven't made my money back. And it's because it's my responsibility to do it. So yep. I bought some not great coaching programs before. Like it has happened, right? I, they were good at marketing, really bad on mm-hmm. the outside or in the inside. But I've also learned, okay, how am I going to take this hot mess of customer delivery and learn how I will never do this ever in my business, right? Yeah. So yep. even in like a program that's not great or something, I find the opportunity. So the reason I found my first private coach in the online space is I went to a conference in California and it was horrible, like literally horrible. Really? And the speaker had like really never spoken before, but he had some credibility, which is why I booked it. And it was just like, they were, they were falling apart. And in the, one of the presentations, they shouted out this guy in the audience that was crushing it with webinars or something. And I was like, Hmm. So I like, I'm literally in my seats, Googling this guy going through his funnel, like all the things. (laughs) And he was blowing my mind. So after you know, break lunch, something happens. I just walk up to the guy. I'm like, Hey, I heard them talk about you. Checked you out online. I see you do private coaching. Can we talk? And he's like, what are you doing for lunch? Like, let's go to lunch. And I literally hired this guy while I was there. Now at this time, this was 2016, maybe at lunch. He's like, okay, I only work with people on a private basis. It's six months. It's 3000 a month. I remember thinking, Holy cow. Three thousand a month, like that to me was so insane. I think at the time I had never spent more than like a thousand or fifteen hundred. So to go to three thousand with a guy I met on Instagram (laughs) five minutes ago, right? (laughs) 
it was very scary. But again, it's like I had done my research. I had checked his stuff out. I had heard him speak and I could just tell he knows what he's talking about. So at that conference, I got nothing out of the conference, but I got my first private coach in this space who took me to 100K. So it's like, I don't know how much I spent on the conference, but I can tell you by the decision I made in that room, I got my money back. Absolutely. Being in the room with somebody is invaluable, which when I looked at your mastermind, seeing the retreats you have and Amy Porterfield, I get the chance to be in the room with her. I was like, there is no price. Like I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Mm -hmm. And I also like, I have invested in my education and I hands down, like it moves the needle. It just does. And here's the deal. Got to be good at action taking because people that have been in all those programs with me, not all of them got a return but they also didn't do half the stuff that the mentor said. And to me, if I'm going to pay that kind of money and learn from somebody who's more successful than me, I'm going to test what they're telling me to try. I will say the one thing that I keep dragging my feet on, this is like confession time, (laughs) is the timesheet. I have to do it, but I, anyhow, that's my next thing is the time accountability. So I'm hearing you say this. I'm like, yes, Elizabeth, just do the thing. You'll be happy when you do it. I will. I will. I just know that like I look at what a busy worker you are and I know your schedule is intense and that is so much for me that I feel guilt. Like I know I don't work as much as Stacy does, but that doesn't matter, you know? No, and here's the thing. It's not about quantity. It's about quality, right? So when I'm putting in a work day, I just want to make sure that I'm getting something out of it, right? But I'm really, I'm not working more than eight hour days. Okay. I'm just really smart in the way that I'm working. And I know you get a massage every Monday. Every Tuesday, I started, <laughs> Every yeah. Tuesday, okay. Um, I do. I mean, that's part of my work day. I literally leave my work day for an hour and a half to get a massage. See, that kind of work I can sign up for. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. And it's necessary. Like, it is. From sitting hunched over with this podcast mic, you know, on my computer all day, if I don't get that, I am so uncomfortable. And it just even like sitting here is hard. So I've really learned like that is a crucial part of what I need to do every week. Yes. Well, okay. So our, my listeners, a lot of them are entrepreneurs who are more at the beginning stage of their business. Mm -hmm. You work, I mean, that's like your bread and butter. You help people run a better business, be more efficient, a well-oiled machine. Can you tell me with the business owners that you see, are there struggles that you see consistently? Like this is just a thing that people really struggle with. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I see, especially in the beginning is that they really believe more is going to solve their problems. They have too many of everything, too many products, right? Too many, too many ideas, too many unfinished ideas, right? Or somebody will say, well, no, I finished that, but it just wasn't that great. So then I did the next thing. I'm like, but listen, if you would have finished it and then did it again and made it better, you would have sold more, right? So our main program, Well Oiled Operations, we launched it. 2022 in January. And it really, like, I knew it was going to be big, but month one, there was like maybe 10 people that bought it. 10 Mm -hmm. people. Okay. That is not like a number I was shooting for. I was thinking people are going to flock to this offer and they didn't. And I could have easily said, oh, maybe they don't want it. Right. But I was like, no, no, no. They need it. I've got to figure out how to sell this thing. So I just kept tweaking and trying and it's like some months it would get better and then some months it wouldn't be that great. I'm like, no, no, no. I know this can sell. And we literally turned that into a million dollar product in 12 months. 
only because I was not willing to say this isn't going to work. I knew it was going to work. Absolutely. Okay. This I love this because I, I coach people and they'll say, well, this one hasn't worked, so I'm going to try this. And I just mm-hmm. want to tell everyone, it doesn't matter what the product is. You can sell anything. It just, yeah. I mean, I say that, you know, you got to be smart and all that. But like, it's usually not whatever they're trying to sell is a great idea. It's just, and jumping to the next thing will not yeah. solve it because they haven't no. figured out, you know? And here's the thing. It's like, when you first sell it, it's never going to be usually as big as you want it to be, right? It's usually like putting it out and there's this whole like understanding the market and what you're missing and how you can redo it. So when I launch something new, I'm going to give myself like two months of working on it daily to see how I can fix this thing. And even two months in, if it's not going as well as I want it, if I have proof that it's selling, I just not selling as much as I want. It's not a product problem. It's like a sales and marketing problem. And people don't stick around long enough to get their hands dirty and fix it. They think, let's just do something new. But if you're always going to experience the hard part in the beginning, doing something new is literally just delaying your results even more. I love it. And okay, I'm very intrigued because, well, okay, for one, I found you through Karina Gardner and we've talked, she was on the podcast before and she was like, I have a few things that I offer, but it's not totally out there for the public. You kind of have to know me and then da, da, da. I feel like it might be the same for you. I feel like you offer all these things, but if someone goes to your website, they're not going to see a list of like, you can get this, 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 this. Is that intentional? Speak to me about that. Yeah. So you really are going to see two to three things max on the website. And it's really because I don't want to confuse you, right? If I give you a lot of things to offer, you're going to be spending your time thinking, which one should I buy? I want you to see one thing that is for you and it's a yes or a no. It's just so much easier. So even when I say I have two to three things, we really talk about them like there's only, you're either a yes or a no of like you qualify. So really you should look at at the website and go, well, this is the only product she could sell me because it sounds like that one's not even for me. So it's still getting you to decide yes or no versus which one. Because if you have to decide which one and then decide, is it a yes or a no? We know how this goes. People just get stuck in their decisions, right? And that's why I always say, like, I love that when Amazon has bestseller, just tell me which one. Like, just tell me which one everybody's buying and everybody loves because I'm just going to buy that one. Like, I want to be told what what to buy. Most of us do. So as well-oiled operations, is that your thing? That's like, this is the thing. Yeah. So that is our bestseller. 90% of everything you're ever going to see is well-oiled. Because even if somebody comes into well-oiled and we go, oh, wow, they're really advanced. They need to be in the next program. We can have that conversation when we get there. Hmm, but very cool. Most of our people that come to us, that is where they get started as well oiled. Okay. Hmm, that has me thinking. I like that. Yeah. The wheels are turning. So you also mentioned, and I can sense it with you, the importance of mindset. So mm-hmm. you had a coaching call yesterday and you were talking about our next level thing is this, to get in the room, you have to be able to, and I can't remember exactly, but basically have a good mindset, you know, not, yeah. not that you're not going to have a bad day or get down, but your ability to pick yourself up. So can you speak to that as far as a business owner? Yeah. So I think there are some of us that are naturally optimistic, right? But even those that are optimistic, we can have real bad days or we can go, but I wanted a hundred and I only sold five and we can make that mean a lot of stuff, right? And I do think that as time goes on, the more, you know, 
low sales days we have, the, 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 the more failures we experience, the more we just like understand this is just a part of it, right? But in the beginning of business, people don't necessarily get that. And sometimes they can really let the negative uh, impact them. And you can see, like if you're ever on a coaching call and somebody's just in a negative mindset, I can't say anything to get them like strategy wise to get them out of their funk. I have to literally dig in to their mindset to figure out what is going on. And sometimes they're just not open to it. Right. So one of the things I'm looking at too, is not just like revenue level of business owner. Right. But I'm actually looking when I get up to my higher programs, who's going to be able to play big and fail big and not make the whole group throw a pity party because they missed their million dollar mark or whatever it is. Right. So that really truly is just a skill set that we will get better at the more we put ourselves out there, the more we fail. Um, it's not fun to have your hopes on one thing and then not hit it. But I also don't mean that I'm a failure, right? Or make it mean that I'm a failure when I don't hit my annual goal. Yep. Well, and I love what you said earlier about the well-oiled operations. Let's think about that again. You open it and sold 10. You could very easily, like you said, have just been like, oh, well, that failed, you know, yeah. but I love that grit attitude, whatever yeah. of like, no, this, w and I love that you talk about too, what's your top seller? And you said, it doesn't have to be your top seller right now. Yeah. It needs to be what you want to be your top seller. I just, yeah. I like that. It's so funny too. Um, I share this story. I can't remember. I, this might be one of my books, but I remember my friend and I were going into a launch at the same time and we were both shooting for a hundred K and, um, I didn't tell anybody, but I was only at like 20 K and I was like devastated. Like I thought, how could I have done this? I spent like almost 20 grand in ads. So I was literally breaking even and she was going through her launch. And then at the end was like, it's really taking off and it's blah, blah, blah. And all the things. And then what I found out in our, our mastermind meeting, she said something like, you know, I was really devastated on day one. I only had brought in 20,000 and I wanted to give up. But then I remembered like, I just got to get better at selling this. So she ended up taking it to hundred K that same week. Whereas I had the thought of nobody wants this, this sucks. And I totally felt myself pulling back on selling. So I ended like, we started the same way, but her mindset got her to hundred K and my mindset kept me at 20 K. And wow. once I heard that, I was like, okay, I get it. I get how this works now. Like you're going to have like the you know, the letdown of not the number you want right away when you announce the thing. But if you can keep pushing through it, that's when the good stuff comes. And that was huge for me. I love it. And now for the listener who's going to be like, wait a minute, but I have also heard you say mindset matters. Clearly yeah. it matters. However, I think sometimes people get so zoned in on only mindset yeah. that they forget there is practical business skills that you need to have as well. So can you speak to that? Yeah. So with mindset specifically, I go off of Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School. I go off of her model. And in her model, there's, there's five steps. Her fourth step is action. Well, action comes from knowing what strategy to take, right? So I can't even have a good mindset if I don't know what actions to take or what's available to me or like proven action, right? Like yeah. I could do, a, I could think a thought that gives me a lot of confidence and makes me do a lot this week. But if I don't know what to do, I could also have a lot of zero results versus when I'm inspired to take action, I have that skill set to say, 
okay, well, I've been taught this and I know this and I know that the strategy works here. So when I go to take action, I'm taking the right action. So that's why when people say, oh, I don't know, I think I'm going to buy a mindset program instead. I'm like, no, no, no. You need mindset with strategy because the mindset's going to get you in this amazing place, but you have to know what to do with it once you get there. Oh, amen. Well, and I have in my own business, because mindset, like you said, gets you so far. And some of my knowledge will get me so far, but then I recognize I don't know what to do next. And that's when I go to your thing or I reach out to someone else who I know that they are getting results past where I am. Mm -hmm. And you kind of need someone who's a few steps ahead of you to show you here's what you do. And yeah. Well, and that's important is don't take advice from somebody who isn't further along than you, right? All these people that I've trusted and bought their programs and hired them as a coach, they were further along than me. So they could literally tell me, oh, don't do that. You just want to do this. I'm like, okay, perfect. So every time they could speed me up, I think speed is the name of the game really, because the longer it takes you, right? Your negative cash flowing and it's like, then your mindset's getting even more desperate, right? You're making bad decisions. We've got to get positively cash flowing as fast as possible. So if somebody can help me get there faster, even if it costs me a thousand or two thousand to work with them, right? It just makes so much sense. I could not agree more. And now pivoting a little bit, I mm-hmm. have noticed a lot of the people who I really admire and look up to in the business world, there there's this weird correlation between they work out and they eat well. I don't know. So that's one of yeah. those things I'm like, well, I don't know why I'm just gonna do it because everyone <laughs> who I admire does it. So what I don't know the correlation, but yeah. you and I've heard you speak about like Yes. Tell me why, when did you start caring about nutrition? What's the correlation there? Um, so I think just, I'm a big believer in like, I'm going to watch what they're doing and then I'm going to emulate who I want to be. Right. So when I see somebody doing something, I'm like, oh, they must be doing that for a reason. Wait, wait, why? Right. So I, I just remember always looking at my mentors and thinking like, wow, they are working out. They are eating healthy. Um, a lot of them aren't drinking like at all. Mm -hmm alcohol and they're preaching about sleep and all of this stuff. So that was huge right there. I definitely got like really sparked into it when I had my daughter and I read a book, um, healthy child, healthy worlds. So then I not only saw what this book was saying about what's happening. And I feel like I cared more about helping her than helping Mm -hmm. me because that's just our instincts. Right. So it was like that book paired with watching my mentors going like, Oh, okay. I think I'm getting this now. And I always tell people if you are thinking, Oh, Stacy gets so much done. But if you see, like, I just checked my aura ring and my sleep, I'm averaging eight hours and 45 minutes a night of sleep. Most people assume I don't sleep at all. I'm like, Oh no. Hmm. Like I knew you were sleeping. I knew you had to be Okay, yeah. like, no, no, no. I get the best quality sleep. And, um, if I'm eating good quality food all day, like imagine my energy versus if I wake up, barely eat or have like a diet Mountain Dew with some Cheetos, I'm not going to have the energy to keep going all day. Or I'm going to pour it into my business. My kids are going to come home at three 30 and they're not going to get a good mom. Right. So, or one that's like, actually happy and healthy, they're going to get the tired, exhausted, not a lot of time for them. Right. So I always just tell people like the few, the food you eat truly is fueling the way you're going to show up. So that really does impact me. But I will tell you when I look at a lot of my mentors, it is hard to find some that are unhealthy, that are Mm -hmm. not caring about how they treat their body, how they 
take care of themselves. And for me, again, it's like success leaves clues. And when I right. see what they're doing, I'm like, oh, that's what I'm doing. That's right. What I'm doing. So I would love if you ever, do you, I don't even know, do you offer any sort of like, here's my meal prep. Here's I don't know, snack ideas. Yeah. Or... So I don't, but I share a lot of it on Instagram. So like yesterday I literally shared that I just bought. Um, so this is where I, I just want to always like get a little bit better. So I'm pretty good at eating, but where I was not getting great at eating was lunch. I would, like, I just actually looked at the clock. I'm like, did I eat lunch yet? I did eat lunch. Um, <laughs> but I would not be good at lunch because I have like back-to-back appointments. So I would run and grab a shake, right? Now there's definitely worse things to eat for lunch than a protein shake. But I'm like, I would like to get more real food in my day. So I just hired or I bought um, Factor 75. It's like a meal food prep service. And now all of my lunches are delivered. I heat them up in the oven for seven minutes. And now I have like an actual delicious good dinner or lunch. Okay. Okay. I'm checking that out. There you go. So little tip number one. So for me, I share more of like the personal stuff, right? More on Instagram and places like that where people can see like, what am I doing for my workouts? Or like, how am I eating? Or what does this look like? Or anything that I go in a sauna every week and just like things like that for people to see. Because I do believe performance is a, a huge part of my success. I do. I mean, everyone I see who's successful, literally, I cannot name one one, I chatted with some friends and they're like, what about this? And I'm not going to say their name, but they're like, what about this person? Okay. Yeah, maybe. But, um, yeah, so that's intriguing. Okay. I like that a lot. And even if you can pick the one exception, 90% of my favorite people that I learn from are doing this. So yeah, there's Mm going to be an exception here and there, but to me, when the majority are doing it, I'm going to do it. And which is the downside, like nothing, you're just healthier. You're going to be happier, more energy, all the things. So do you use caffeine at all? So I don't, um, I have very high energy, like people oh, usually okay. up on that energy. So caffeine can actually be like a little crazy for me where I don't, I have started drinking this like cold brew, but it's more for the taste than it is. Mm-hmm. I don't need caffeine. Um, I'm not a person that wakes up and like needs a coffee. Like I didn't even start drinking coffee until I was in my thirties and then I cut it out. Actually, I did a detox and I was getting headaches and I was like, why am I getting headaches? And they're like, oh, because you don't have caffeine and your body's addicted to caffeine. I was like, oh no, I don't want to be addicted to anything. Right. I know. So I actually remove. So when I do those cold brews, I do them randomly because I don't want to be addicted to anything. Mm-hmm. So you're, do you don't get tired during the day? Like, I mean, all right, I've got to do something, but like, yeah, I mean, it's two o'clock and I feel like I'm still pretty high energy at the moment. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Remember though, once you're, you have the caffeine and you're doing it, your body is relying on it. So it would take you, you would have to really detox, get it out of your system and like retrain your body. All right. I'm motivated. I'm going to do it. (laughs) I will say I am probably more rare in the caffeine. Like most people I know do drink coffee. Like a lot of people, I have heard Alex Hermosi say, do not take any stimulants, including coffee. So I don't believe he does. Um, but I would just would not do more than one cup of caffeine a day. Like that would be my hard rule if I had to make up a rule for myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Goals, goals, goals. And okay. I did also want to touch on, I just got your new book, which I have gone through and read it all. But even after the first 
chapter or two, I was like, pause, I, let's just get this. And then yeah. you even said, if you just implement this right here, your business will be unrecognizable. Yes. So can you talk to us about your book and what it's about, who it's for? Yeah, and thank you. I saw your review. I actually read them this morning and I saw your review. Oh, so yay. thank you so much. So the book really is just like everything I believe has helped us create a business that doesn't need me. And I know in the beginning, we kind of like it that it's our thing. It's our baby. It does need us. Like we're the brains, but I've been doing this now for 20 years. And at some point, that's a lot of pressure to have the business that needs you to survive. Right. And I really wanted to show people how I was able to come up with like the plan, hire the most amazing team to actually do the plan, how to put systems in place that I feel really good about what the team is doing even if I'm not there or I'm not the one doing it, but I know that it's in alignment with our core values. So I really created this book to show people it's not as hard as we're making it. Now, there, if you implemented that book, it would take you a while. Like there's a lot right. in that book. I, I could sell that book for thousands, not mm -hmm. 10 or 15 bucks, right? But we already know most people won't implement. My biggest competitors could read that book and still not do it because the implementation is what is so dang hard for people, right? But I really wanted to map it out for people. Um, I also wanted it to be totally transparent. I wanted you to be able to find something cheap from me to let me earn your trust. Totally. Right? So you already mm -hmm. were a client. You already trusted me. But somebody who's like, what is this? And then buys it. I want them to be like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. What else does she sell? And yeah. that was really where I wanted, I even went on Amazon today and I changed the Kindle to like 99 cents. I'm like, I'm not trying to make money off this book. Like I want right. everybody to grab the book. I want people to go, Ooh, I get it. I need this. I want this. Right. That was the whole idea. So, um, I'm only selling it right now on Amazon and it's just called well-oiled operations. Highly recommend it. And it's so true. The people who I invest a ton of money in, they're people who I've got some low ticket thing and it's been a game changer. I'm like, well, if that can do this, then I need all the things, yes. you know, <laughs> like give it to me all right. And that's yep. how I am. Like if I decide, oh, I'm going to listen to this new podcast. I'm like three at four episodes in. I will literally go buy the thing and people will say like, well, listen to the 300 episodes first. I'm like, no, because the podcast is just a little bit and the other stuff is way better. And I, I want speed. Like I want to go yep. faster. So I don't want to sit here and listen to the free. Go give me like the meat, like give me the good stuff. Yep. Absolutely. So for our listeners who are now like, well, where can I find you? Yes. Where can they find you? Yeah. So my podcast is called Well-Oiled Operations. That is also the book. So you can find that on Amazon as well. And then Instagram, like where I was saying, I share, I share a ton of business stuff, but I do get way more personal there than any other platform um, is just at Stacey Tushel. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's just been such a pleasure. Thank you, Elizabeth. So fun. Thank you so much, Stacey, for being on the podcast. What a pleasure. I mean, if you didn't know before, you can now tell what a rock star Stacey is. I mean, she is a worker. She is so smart and has so much to share. So I hope that you can go and check Stacey's podcast out, check out her book. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave a review for the podcast. And I will see you right here next Friday on the Crafty Career Podcast. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.